Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Well, welcome to this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm very excited to have Natalie Roy with us. And she's been a Latin teacher for 26 years, uh, mainly in middle school, but middle school, high school. Uh, and she's, she's about to embark, I guess, on a, on a new avenue of education that I'm really excited to have Natalie uh, share with on the show today. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Hi. And it is awesome to have the very first Latin teacher on the STEM Everyday podcast. So you, I know you feel special, right? I certainly do. Sawete to all my listeners. What, okay, so Sawete? Yes, that's so, hello in Latin. That's hello. Sawate. All right, see, I learned something new today. There you go. And um, well, Natalie, let's, let's first just dive right in. Uh, you've been a Latin teacher, but you've started adding um, STEM stuff to your classroom. So tell us a little bit about, uh, well, tell us about that. Okay. Um, my school is a school that is very interested in STEM education. And a couple of years ago, they hired two instigators. And in case you are not familiar with the word instigator, an instigator is an educator who helps uh, regular teachers of different subjects to integrate STEM into their classrooms. Awesome. It just so happened it just so happened that one of these instigators had taken Latin and I would be teaching her son. Uh, and so we got to talking and I just got really inspired by her and wanted to add some STEM into my classroom. And we kind of came up with the idea of doing a class called Roman Technology. Uh, and the whole idea of the class is to look at original Latin texts that have to do with technology mm -hmm. and you try to reproduce either the product that is discussed in that text or the process using experimental archaeology techniques. That's and cool. so that's the basic idea. Yeah. So, so technology isn't just computers. Correct. But for a long time for me, it was in my classroom. I was got to be known at my school as someone who really liked to integrate technology into my classes. Uh -huh. And so I guess I thought, why not take it to the next level and do some, or take it back uh, yeah. to ancient times and do yeah. some ancient technology. So instead of, instead of jumping to the next new technology, you jumped way back in time to, to the old technology. That's, that's really exactly. cool. So yes. I'm I'm so excited that that we get to have have you share uh, all about this, Natalie, because I think I think a lot of teachers could really say, "Hey, I have a friend that's a history teacher," or "or I am a history teacher," and I've always wondered how can I how could I add STEM to my classroom? Um, so, sure, so, exactly. So, so first, I'm before before I have you tell anything else, I want to mention that if you want to find Natalie on on Twitter, uh, it's Mad Magistra Roy. Am I am I pronouncing yes, it wrong? Magistra Roy. Magistra is the Latin word for teacher. Okay, that's very cool. So M A G I S T R A R O Roy, and um, of course those will be in the show notes. But Magistra Roy, uh, tell us a little bit about some of the STEM stuff that you've been doing in your classroom. 
So one of the things that we started with was trying to go back to one of the original uh, ancient writers who wrote in Latin the most about technology, and that was a guy named Vitruvius. He was an architect who lived in the first century BC during the time of the first emperor of Rome named Augustus. Okay. He worked closely with Augustus in some building projects in the city of Rome, and he wrote an entire book uh, about ancient uh, architectural and technological techniques. So we thought that would be really our, our main text to try to reproduce some of the things that he talked about. And one of the most interesting projects we found and actually did was reproducing Roman concrete. Wow, just concrete. Yeah, yes. The recipe for concrete is listed, is described and listed in Vitruvius. And so we started that lesson by reading the actual text in Latin mm -hmm. and then trying to gather the materials that we needed and trying to put that concrete together. Wow. So, so, I mean, even, I mean, I'm listening to this and you could almost do this with any kind of language class as well, you know, as a, as a, as a way to add some STEM uh, through a Absolutely. Foreign, language, foreign language class as well. But definitely there's so many, so many teachers that, that teach history and especially, you know, Roman uh, Roman history. So, so you just started. You just started with a with a book. You had them translate. Now, there's. I'm sure there's translated copies as well, right? There are, but believe it or not, there is not an, a really good commentary. Some, uh, which is a document or a, a, a resource that helps you to understand some of the more technical terminology in Vitruvius. So that was a major stumbling block at some points, mm -hmm. but we worked around it and did what we could. But that is always for Latin teachers an issue is, you know, can you understand such a technical text? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, if, if a teacher is like, wow, this is really a, a great idea, but, but you know, I'm, I got stumped on this part. Um, they just have to find, find you on Twitter and they can ask you questions or, or see some, oh, some other ideas that you're doing. Again, yeah. at Magistra Roy. Thanks. I said it right this time. Good job. <laughs> so, That's right. So, so now you're going to be actually doing a whole um, Roman technology class, right? Correct. Not, so not just being a Latin teacher, but being... Um, yes. For this coming year, I'll be teaching three classes of Latin. But in addition, I'll also be teaching an actual class called Roman Technology. And it is a year-long class in which we will be reproducing all kinds of products and processes from the ancient Roman world. Cool. So it's kind of, it's really, it's taking that that information, that knowledge from the past, the history, and, and really helping kids learn how to, even how to recreate something from, from basic instructions and, and diagrams and, and drawings and things like that. Very true. That is difficult for kids sometimes to do, is to simply take a recipe and make it a reality. Yeah, but, but kids love that though. I mean, they love actually making stuff, doing stuff with your hand. I'm sure your kids, you know, in, enjoyed it in your classroom. Why, why do they, why did they get so so into it when I'm sure they were excited when you were doing some of those projects? Oh, yes. Um, it, it was striking to me that some of my students uh, this past year when I was teaching the class didn't know how to use simple tools such yeah. as hands, uh, tape measures, screwdrivers. And when we started to use some of those things, um, it was like a, a reality. You know, it's just like, wow. Uh, I didn't know how to actually take a nail out of a board with a hammer. 
Yeah. And they just felt so powerful, you know, doing these things. I yeah. know that that might sound ridiculous, but yeah. when you think about it, kids today uh, aren't always exposed to some of those basic tools that, yeah. you know, some people use every day. Yeah. Yeah. And just taking a, you said taking a, a nail out of a board, I mean, with a hammer, I mean, that's, that's simple machines, that's levers and um, exactly. And, and but if we if all we do is just talk about simple machines and levers and never actually relate it to what kids are doing every day, that's 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 awesome what you're doing, um, Natalie. Um, tell us about some of the other projects. I mean, I've I've seen some of the ones that you post on Twitter, and and they're really neat. I saw something about ink. Um, yeah, uh, one of our more successful projects was, and something that might surprise you, was working with ancient Roman hairstyles. Wow. And you think, some people might think, well, where's the stem in that? But there's actually quite a bit of geometry involved in hairstyling from ancient Roman times because you're not using pins, as was once formerly thought. Uh, you're using simple needles. Like, And when I say needles, I'm talking about large, thin wooden needles, very similar to needles you would use to uh, knit for example, uh -huh. and using that, you're using yarn. And that's pretty much all the Romans had for repro for producing the elaborate hairstyles that they did. Wow. Um, so we did some actual attempts at this, and we were quite successful. And when you think about it, um, you know, let's say you're doing a circular hairstyle. You've got to consider centrifugal force mm -hmm. in that and how the, the, the pins and the yarn, the, excuse me, the needles and the yarn are going to hold that hair in place. Yeah. So there's actually a lot of STEM involved in it. And, and I, I can imagine easily tons of teachers saying, oh, my kids would love to, to do hairstyles and see that there's, there's math, there's geometry, there's science. Yeah. So, and yeah. So. Now, have you done anything? Let me just ask, have you done anything with, with 3D printing at all? We actually toyed with that when we found a Vitruvius text on ancient Roman pedometers. And <laughs> really? I know it, it's crazy. Yes, they did. They did have one. And um, so we went online to try to find some plans because a lot of these plans, as you probably know, were reproduced by Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that that was one of them. So when we searched the database for 3D printable projects, that came up. Someone had actually tried to do it. And for whatever reason, we had to, we, we didn't have the time or it was the wrong moment to try it. But at, when we, when I do the class this coming year, I definitely plan to include some 3D printing. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm thinking ahead. I mean, you've got, you've got a whole year now. You've just been doing little bits of this. Now you've got a whole year of stuff you got to do, right? I oh mean, yeah. And, and trust me when I tell you, if you know me, I've, I've planned it all out to a T. Oh, you and, did? Okay. So I was like, oh, this yeah. seem daunting to do a whole year of Roman oh, technology? It absolutely is. But when you, when you start researching all of the things that you could actually do, I mean, you could probably do a two-year class. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people ask me that very question, like, what are you going to do for a whole year? But if you think about it as, I'm not just, you know, it's not like we're just building weapons or oh, yeah. uh, building a ballista or a... Uh, a catapult. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of more everyday STEM. 
For example, just the other day, I found a text that I had totally forgotten about, which was a recipe for ancient makeup. Oh. So, I mean, that's a perfect everyday STEM type project that can be done. Uh, You also have to consider cost, of course, because I don't have a budget of, you know, millions of dollars to buy (laughs) tools and wood and other supplies that we would need. And take a field Uh, trip to, to Rome. Right. Well, maybe one day, but, um, so those, you know, you really do have to think about lots of things when you're planning and that's certainly one of them. Cool. Um, but, but even any teacher could just say, okay, I'm going to try one thing when, when we're talking about ancient Roman history, I'm, I'm going to try yes. one thing. Um, exactly. And, you know, even if you can't build, um, a real size ballista, mm-hmm. you can go and find one that is, you know, miniature size and you still get the concept yep. and the kids still get the hands-on learning and, and understanding those concepts from that perspective rather than just reading about it. Cause the more that they actually see it, feel it, touch it, it's right there in front of them. It, it's a, such a big difference. So that's right. So hey, a uh, couple other questions where, again, we're talking with Natalie Roy. Uh, you can find her on, on Twitter at Magistra Roy, M-A-G-I-S-T-R-A-R-O-Y. Uh, she's been a Latin teacher for 26 years, embarking on this new, awesome adventure of being a, a Roman technology teacher in addition to Latin teacher. Um, you teach you teach at Glasgow Middle School in Baton Rouge, and uh, Louisiana. Um, we try things sometimes, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Right? You you had oh, yeah. you had something that didn't work, right? Oh, we had lots of things that didn't work. It actually took us about three times to get our concrete recipe correct. Oh, yeah? And we had to go back and find another source to work with the concrete recipe. But one of my favorite failures was one that didn't even make it out the door. We actually wanted to try, uh, this past year, we wanted to try cleaning cloth with urine. This is, I know, know, this is something that sounds crazy to people, but it was, actually something the Romans did. They used the ureic acid in urine to clean cloth and they would accept donations in large amphora outside the fullery, which is where they would clean the cloth. So Roman men would walk up, leave a donation and they would use that urine to clean cloth. So I had to really convince my students hard to do this project. And it, uh, it, they were not very excited. They were kind of, ew, really? And I'm like, yeah. just, think, you know, think about how we're contributing to science, you know? <laughs> um, so I had them convinced finally, and I told them, okay, come to class with a full bladder because we are going to get that urine and start this project. Well, in the meantime, I, I started thinking about it because the class was going to be at the end of the day that day. And I thought, hmm, urine collection students, maybe some parents might be, not be too comfortable with this. Right. I better let my administrator know that this is happening. So I emailed him really quickly and said, you know, just letting you know, this is um, our new project. And I just wanted you to know that, you know, this is what we're doing, whatnot. Wow. And so he quickly emails me back and says, uh, Natalie, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> for so many reasons, but mainly for public health. Yeah. 
collecting urine in your classroom and having students wrap plastic ba bags around their feet to walk around on some cloth for science. But, but, but so. just, just the fact that you, you at least had the kids thinking about it. Right. Is, is, True. And they did come to class that day completely ready. <laughs> they were ready. So, wow. So, but it didn't work out. So, oh, well. But then, of course, the funny thing is I find out later from a wonderful friend of mine who's a chemistry professor at Louisiana State University okay. that he, he told me, oh, that's, that's a shame because I wish you had talked to me. You know, of course, they make synthetic urine and I can get you vats of it. You should do that. <laughs> so next year... Next year, synthetic. It's it's all it's all good, parents. Correct. Don't synthetic. don't worry. Don't don't pull your kids out of Natalie Roy's class uh, right now. So correct. It but, all is good. But like you said, in the name of science, and and sometimes sometimes kids need that that push that that just completely different way of of thinking. Challenge them to say there are crazy technology examples in the past. And, and if all we ever think of technology as being computers and laptops and phones and stuff, we're, we're missing out on so much. And, and that's why I really like um, uh, the things that you're doing, Natalie. And um, I love seeing the different things that you share on, on Twitter and, and some of the ideas. I'm really looking forward to this year and, and seeing some of the ideas that you do. So, Oh, yeah. It's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. So, so definitely uh, all along this year, um, follow along, uh, Natalie. And and um, and see the types of things that she's doing and if, if definitely if you're a teacher you found this interesting you're like that would be a great idea or i'd love to add some some roman technology to my class um, reach out um, check out uh, those ideas a couple more quick questions for you natalie before we let you go um what do you what do you hope that stem education looks like in the future um more more uh, synthetic urine or <laughs> well i know that so many uh, people talk about how there are so many STEM jobs out there, yeah. uh, you know, that are being unfilled. I would like to see more STEM education specifically toward what can we do with this in the professional world? And that's going to be another focus of my class this year is, you know, letting kids, having um, volunteers come in who can talk about all the different STEM possibilities that are out there for you and yeah. what is STEM yeah. like in the daily life of this professional. Yeah. So I think it's great for that. And I, I would, I'm hoping that I can really be successful in that regard. Yeah. And, and I know you mentioned it earlier. I mean, talking about that, that everyday kind of examples of STEM and, and, and again, why did I call my, my podcast, the STEM everyday podcast? Cause, cause that's I right. I, I, I love that idea. I love having, especially teachers like you, Natalie, sharing your, your examples of STEM is not just this, this one little class here or one little activity over there. It's, it really is. There's everyday things, everyday ways that people use STEM and um, definitely connecting it to, to crazy jobs. I mean, I could imagine archaeologists probably have to use all sorts of science, technology, engineering, math all the time. Exactly. And actually, that, that is going to be my first guest in coming in August when we start school is an archaeologist to talk about all the different uh, STEM possibilities in that field. Cool. Now, is that somebody like you connected with from a, like a local university or? 
She is actually, um, she works for the state. And that's a great resource for people out there. If you are interested in archaeology, your state probably has an archaeologist on on staff for the state. And if you reach out to them, they probably have an educator, someone whose job it is to reach out to teachers and who want to speak to students about that field and how well, they can become archaeologists. And, and even if they're not local, you know, I mean, they can, they can Skype in, they can um, connect. Exactly. As well. So, hey, um, another, another fun final question I love to ask, what, what person from STEM or, or maybe from ancient Roman history uh, would you love to have as your, as your guest speaker in your classroom? Anybody past or present? Okay, it would be easy for me to say Vitruvius or Frontinus or Cato or one of these other big luminaries in the Roman technology world, but I'm not going to say that. Instead, I'm going to say this person because on the off chance that he might hear this and contact me, and then he would come to my classroom. Okay, so his name is Dr. Stephen Ressler. He is um, an engineer who worked for a long time at West Point as a lecturer there although he was also in the army for many years doing work, engineering work with the army all in all over the world. Uh Um, He developed a course called ancient Roman and Greek technology, which he taught at West point for many years. And then he brought that knowledge to a great courses course. Okay. So you can find him on great courses and take his class. And many of the projects that I saw in that class are things that I wanted to reproduce in my own class. So his his projects were a great inspiration to me. um, And I would hope that one day I'll get to meet him and chat with him about that. All right. Did you hear that? Dr. Steven Ressler, if if you're listening, we'd, uh, we'd love you. Dr. Ressler, I love you. (laughs) Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can uh, help connect you to, to him, Natalie. Um, It's been, it's been great having you on the show. Anything else you want to um, go back to or or any other last thoughts you want to want to share? Um, I'm, I've written up my experiences teaching this class and researching it for an upcoming article that was just accepted to a scholarly journal called The Classical Outlook. Wow. So anyone who's interested in doing more of this work in your classroom, especially if you're a Latin teacher or a Greek teacher, uh, you should check that out. It's forthcoming in The Classical Outlook uh, coming out this winter. Cool. Well, that's, that's very exciting. Congratulations on that. Thank Natalie. you. So um, again, we've been, we've been chatting with Natalie Roy and you can find her on Twitter at Magistro Roy. Um, and um, it's been, it's been so exciting uh, chatting with you and, and hearing just a completely different perspective on, on a way to add STEM to everyday classrooms. So thank you very much for joining us today, Natalie. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And um, again, contact Natalie, uh, connect with her on Twitter. And, um, and again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, check out, Uh, all the great podcasts from uh, STEM Everyday Podcast, all sorts of educators with great ideas of ways that they're adding STEM to their everyday classroom. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and uh, leave a review if you can. And thanks again for joining us. Follow me on Twitter at Daily STEM and we'll talk to you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.